Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the High Potion Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Crofey. I'm Hollis Burkhart. And today is a Saturday (laughs) in November. We're going to be talking about our favorite, some of our favorite video game villains. Because what makes a good video game better than a really good villain? Yeah, good villain. I mean, (coughs) at first, something I never really thought about like you know the importance of the, the villain of the game being like badass or whatever or just whatever it is like it's weird because we were sort of texting back and forth about like topics for the weekend or whatever and you know there's we've got some big ones in the chamber like we're gonna have chris fresh on sometime to talk about wrestling video games i'm gonna be completely honest with you steve figuring out a Australian time zones like hurts my head. Anytime I schedule someone from Australia, I'm like, Hey, I would love for you to be on the podcast. Can we do some, like, can you tutor me in math for the next 20 minutes (laughs) while we try to figure out what time we're going to record? Can't you just put it into like your Apple weather or whatever? And maybe it'll tell you the time over there. I don't know. Or world clock. There are, there are resources. Yeah. I'm just always afraid I'm going to fuck it up. I understand. And by the way, congrats uh, to Chris Fresh, by the way, on his new wrestling promotion. Man, I'm pretty stoked for yeah, that, dude. me too. I've watched all the clips of the people they've got yeah. involved, and they're, they all look really rad. Yeah, man. I watched um, I watched some stuff on, is it Vimeo? No. There's Vimeo. Vio. Vivo? Vimeo. Oh, there's Vimeo. There's also Vivo, but I feel like that's just uh, like a youtube thing okay yeah i watched um some of his older wrestling stuff like maybe a year year and a half ago it was fun i just wish the app worked better on my xbox <laughs> yeah i love wrestling i'm a big fan yeah i'm excited to see well it used to be what he uh does with all that so we've got that one planned right we eventually want to do like you know our favorite video games from the snes mm-hmm. like we've been doing We've had discussions about maybe that has to be a two-parter. We need to discuss logistics of that. Yeah. Having, doing the whole thing where we crown one, and then we bullshit at the beginning of an episode, and I forget what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, the SNES is going to be a big a That's big a big one. boy. That's that big boy. a big console for us. Um, and uh, like all kinds of other stuff we have planned. I have what I would I've got a, a segment to pitch you for next year it would be probably our big segment of the year that would cover 15 plus episodes nice an arc it would be an un, like it would be an undertaking for us do you want me to pitch it to you on the air or off the air in case you're like eh, I don't know man I don't know that that's really something I'm into let's build let's off the air let's build okay. some anticipation okay I left it in his hands and he decided. So um, we were talking and I came up with the idea of like, let's do, you know, our favorite video game villains or an episode about video game villains. And then I was sitting there thinking and like, there's such a weird, because like how many games have you played that aren't necessarily focused on a singular villain right? as like some 
huge opposing force. Mm -hmm. Like, you could say that there's main villains in Gears of War, sort of. I still don't know what the fuck's going on with any of them, what their motivations (laughs) are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more about facing off against the locusts. Right. They did have, like, big bads in the locust, like that general in the first one. Yeah, and then the lady, the Mm -hmm. locust queen or whatever. Right. But I don't know what I'm saying. They're not going to find their way onto my list. No, uh, they're not. Here today, by the way. But I agree. You know, there's, you know, you look at a game like Halo. There's Mm -hmm. not really, like, one villain necessarily. I mean, there is kind of. Yeah, you get, like, the the Arbiter. The 343 Guilty Spark, who's actually a pretty good villain. Pretty good fucking villain. Yeah, Yeah, that reveal. So, yeah, there is, you know, but. Then again, what do you do most of the time when you're playing a Halo game? You're not interacting with 343 Guilty Spark and getting the dialogue and the story. You're blowing Covenant away. Right. And so, you don't ever fight 343 Guilty no. Spark. So there's the... But but I feel like a villain is not necessarily somebody who has to be like the final boss. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. Um, before we get into that, Steve, you said we were online. We're hanging out last night playing some <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighters. Right? Yeah. It's a good time. It was. Yeah. I don't know who. I'm telling you, because of playing that goofy-ass game with you and Will, I know I'm going to start watching Dragon Ball. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't mind either. I, we can go I, on that journey I, together. The reason I say that is because last night after we played, before I was, while I was getting ready for bed, I found myself researching the chronological order to watch the <laughs> Dragon Ball anime <laughs> series in. Because there's like all kinds of movies and shit that mm-hmm. you got to watch at certain parts and stuff. Um, anyway, we're playing that, and you said you needed just a couple minutes, couple seconds. You had something you needed to get off your chest. Yeah. I totally get this. I was a little more upset yesterday, so I've calmed down somewhat, but just had a really bad day yesterday. With- yeah. Buddy, you've had a rough week. It was on Wednesday that I got the te- text that just said, tough day, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hero of mine, guy I've looked up to for like the last 16 years, has proven himself to be a... A fucking idiot. And it's hard times, man. So, just want to say out there, just, you know, get vaccinated. And that's all I got to say. So, is this, uh, how's this year's football season in general shaken out as a, as for Steve? Between college football and, I mean, obviously we don't have to talk about the NFL side. <laughs> you you kind of well, just approach. Just... So, Alabama's lost a game. So, we're kind of. Not in nest- we're still in the top four as far as the playoffs concerned, but um, we're gonna have to beat a tough Auburn team on the road, and then um, beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, who looks really good. And neither of those things are foregone conclusions, so that's still alive. But in the NFL side, actually was going incredibly well. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got from what I was reading. Things seem to be going pretty well pretty darn well yeah i was having a good old time with this season until this week and then the rug just got yanked yeah i think they call that a rug pull man oh man but you know we'll see how it goes last night um because for you for those of you that follow us on twitter at high potion pod Steve posted a picture. It's one of my favorite Ben Affleck pictures where he's standing outside his house smoking a cigarette and he just looks exhausted. <laughs> he's, he's over just, it. He's just over it. Steve posted that and he said, go in to record High Potion tomorrow, like, and then posted that picture. And Jesse goes, why is Steve upset? And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, well, he posted that thing on Twitter. And then I got to regale her with all the, the Aaron Rodgers memes we've been sending back and forth. And she was like... You know, you might be taking it a little too far with the jokes. Steve's really upset about this. <laughs> I am really, am really upset about it. But at the same time, like it, at, you got to laugh, right? Like the oh. nicknames are really good. Mm-hmm. QA Ron, uh, so, Throw Rogan, you know what have you? Uh, Karen, 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 coronavirus. <laughs> so I, um, I have to admit something to you and our audience. Yeah, I didn't think I would be coming in here talking about my hero of mine being a villain, by the way. Fits in with the episode. Oh. <laughs> and it's the perfect how how awesome is it when you have like in a game when you have like a party member or somebody that you think is a good guy and then you start to see the cracks. Like maybe the divergent series Shailene Woodley oh comes into the picture. 
and things start to get dicey. Yikes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden he turns, flips, mm-hmm. who you the formerly thought was an yeah. ally turns out to be. How powerful is that? I think I know now how all those people who got RKO'd out of nowhere by Randy <laughs> Orton feel. <laughs> Fair enough. Ouch. So I have to admit something to you and the audience. I fucked up. You fucked up. I fucked up! <laughs> so we had like a... It's been a few episodes now because how things go with those podcasts. We had a feedback episode recently. And it posted like maybe last week. And I was driving around for work and I get a text message and it says... Like I can see it says, Jeremy Allen, the space barbarian. I was like, oh, cool. Jeremy texted me. Pull into the parking spot where I'm going. Look at my phone. And he says... You forgot my voicemail, son. Oh, man. You fucked up. I fucked up! <laughs> so then, listen to this. I Look, I'm not here to be like playing like a Phoenix Wright video game where I'm trying to defend myself. <laughs> Objection. But in, in defense of myself, he, he went straight to the dawn, right? Mm-hmm. Like he knows he's got a personal relationship with somebody on the podcast, so he didn't email us the voicemail. He sent it to me in an audio message through text message. Perfectly acceptable. But how am I going to remember that? (laughs) When I'm looking at my list of emails, it's all organized. So I'm here to make amends. We're going to listen to Jeremy's voicemail. You ready? Let's do it. I love Jeremy. I do too. Oh boy. Is it not going to work? It's going to work. It's going to work. What's up, guys? It's your friendly neighborhood space barbarian. And as your high potion racing, uh, I don't know, whatever the fuck y'all say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like the regular Forza games. They're good. But Horizon, I do love Horizon because the open world stuff is fun. It's kind of more to do. You get burnt out a little less on it. Um, but at the same time, like your regular Forza um, I like the fact that you know you got a class car. You can't. You can. You got some opportunity to upgrade, but you know if you take it above a certain level, then those races you're not going to be eligible for them anymore. Whereas in Horizon, like the sky's the fucking limit. It doesn't matter. And I have a bad habit of just going balls deep on all my cars. Um, Gran Turismo, I've not played one of those since probably two. I, I don't know for sure. Maybe maybe I've played one since then. Maybe there was one that was on like Xbox Gold or something, you know, one month that I played a little bit of, but not much. Like, it, it, it just depends on what it is. Like, Horizon, I really do love the, the open world. They do a lot of fun stuff, you know, it's a good time, but... You know, like, I'm up on the Car X Drift Simulator, which is super realistic. And, you know, the thing about it that's really grabbed me is the the multiplayer community. Like, I've gotten on there and, like, teamed up with a bunch of people that drive really, really good. And it's multiplayer-wise, I've had more fun playing that game and getting in lobbies with some of these guys than I have playing any other type of multiplayer game in a long time. But like that and Dirt Rally 2 uh, was the other kind of pinnacle simulator that really made me like the super realistic side. Like on those, like I'm in the car, the, the in-car first-person view, um, no restarts, no resets. Like I only did the multiplayer. If you fuck up, you fuck up. If, if you crash your car, well, that you lost your chance to finish that that stage rally so you know it it all depends on what it is mission boys hope you're doing good see you dude that was cool man yeah he really is like our the dude we know who's the racing game guy he is the most racing game guy of racing game guys i know i don't i don't okay so like i know people like goose Mm -hmm. my brother-in-law he will loves both forza type games jeff likes forza yeah but he doesn't like Goose doesn't go to the next tier down. That's like your dirts, mm-hmm. your car. What was that? Car other? X. Something, yeah. yeah. Th- th- I feel like that is like the fucking, uh, 
I've never heard of it. Like that is the real niche car <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Car is was it Car X? He I said? think that's what he never said. Never heard yeah. of it. Mm-mm. Racer X from <laughs> Not Racer X. <laughs> Speed Racer. But Chet's interesting. I, I bet we'll see him on the new Forza Horizon, which um by the time you hear this will be out. But yeah, we're planning on checking that out. I am Game Pass. I really like the Forza Horizon games. Uh and I'm not the biggest racing game fan. Yeah, this will be my first one. Oh, you, I think you'll dig it. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm you not will a racing dig game it. guy. The in fact, the last racing <laughs> game I played that I really enjoyed was the Daytona 500 arcade model, which would have been back in like '95. <laughs> the one 97. time I rented a uh, Sega Saturn, I rented two games: Panzer Dragoon and Daytona 500. And let me tell you, that was a good time. Hell yeah. That's, That's two good game. games to, to rent when you rent a console and have it for like the weekend. Perfect. Fucking <laughs> yeah. perfect. Yeah, you got two flavors. Both, yeah. Both delicious. Um, the Forza Horizon games are really fun. And I think once you get in and see what they're all about, you'll dig it. It's cool. it's The races are like crazy. They're It's cool. I think you'll dig it. But yeah, did Looking you see that trend. IGN gave that shit a 10? A yeah. ten out of ten, yeah, um, that, which is a nice a nice review. I've kind of tempered my uh, expectation for IGN reviews a little bit. You know, it's nice when they give a game a good score, but sometimes I feel like they go too far in one direction, too far the other too. I gotcha. I can totally get that. The thing is, is I I don't know. I can't remember the last ten I saw them give out. It's Death, been a little while. Death Loop, and it's not a ten. Oh, uh, that's know? right. They give Death Loop a ten. Is that what has uh, has tempered your relationship with ign reviews a little bit Uh, i mean i haven't really looked at reviews for a while honestly yeah like i kind of i mean on reddit there's like a thread you can hit when a game comes out where they just show like a blanket of reviews that it's gotten oh okay and that's usually i just took a quick look at that because i if it's a game i'm interested in i just kind of want to play it i don't want to read that's the thing i do probably what a lot of people do is I open the article and I might read the opening paragraph and then I scroll um, all mm-hmm. the way down just to see what the overall score and right. summary is. Right. Yeah. I do that sometimes. You know, I, I, it's not often that I sit down and read the full two page review, um, which is not against any writers or anything. It's just not, I don't know why that's what I do. I yeah. scroll to the bottom. I get the, cause I am interested to see like for me, I was interested in the Guardians of the Galaxy game, but it was, I held tight for once in my life and didn't pre-order it. You know what I mean? Because I'm a pre-order guy because there's pre-order bonuses <laughs> and I got to get them bonuses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, got to preload it so it's ready to go when I can't, the, the day it releases when I'm not going to be able to play it. Right. But anyways, um, so I waited on reviews for that one and not just any one specific review, sort of a, a consent like to see what the sort of consensus was yeah and that sounds like it's been pretty good it's you enjoy that one right it's really fun so far it doesn't seem like it's gonna be super long um so i may even be able to beat it this weekend because i've put a little time into it awesome good man it uh does something i like you know what i like uh a photo mode Mm. it's got a really good photo mode and alternate outfits (laughs) alternate outfits buddy and they're like collectibles through the levels shh I'll be digging in those levels. <laughs> I gotta have my crew looking tight. That's awesome. Yeah, as a dark soul, as a dark souls boy, I definitely am with the scouring of levels. It feels maybe a tad overwritten, and what I mean by that is like, so you know the guardians as they're at least as they're portrayed in the MCU because it's that that weird case where it's like inspired by the mcu version but it's not the mcu version of the guardians right you know mm-hmm. what i mean kind of like the avengers, avengers. game mm-hmm. um it's like that so they're definitely trying to be real quippy and sort of james gunny with the dialogue and it lands most of the time most of the time they do have done a pretty good job with it. some of it gets a little over like especially if you get in a pretty long drawn out b- battle because the whole time everybody's just like fucking snipping back and forth and like Gamora will be like knife to meet you when she stabs somebody with her knife and I'm like awesome. like okay at every fight we're getting in you're gonna use that like right yeah it's oh, funny God. the first time but maybe like, not mm, not even the first I was like okay <laughs> right knife to meet you. funny right. is is being Subjective, generous yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, maybe a tad overwritten, but that's really my only complaint. Looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Looks really nice on the Series X. So, um, did you want to go ahead and just go ahead and transition into talking about the villains? Let's do it. (laughs) What's your first... I was trying to think of this. What's your first memory of being like... I don't want to say affected, but like... uh, What's the first thing that pops into your head, right? When you think of a a video game villain in your first experience of like... I did find, oh, this is the villain of this. You know what I mean? There, I always think of eras first. Like, what was, what was you know, back in the day, and then when I was a, a late teenager, or then into my 30s, whatever. And, you know, the first initial impression to me is always, like, Bowser. Yeah, you Bowser know? is the first for like, me, he's, too. He's well-designed. I, I dug the design of the enemies in Super Mario Brothers. And yeah, it's... You know, he was, it was cheesy how you kind of had to keep chasing his ass through all these different worlds, but at the same, and he's kind of like Donkey Kong-esque, you know? Yeah. Donkey Kong's another good one. Um, but also Ganon, who to me was a little more shrouded in secrecy and done well. Yeah. I didn't even so, know what that dude looked like yeah. for forever. So I'll say those are my first two. The first two that pop into my head are Ganon and Bowser. Bowser is weird because... Well, they're, they're both interesting because they are long-lasting villains. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, that It's all essentially always down to the conflict between Mario <laughs> and Bowser. Like, you know, I don't know, Super Mario RPG, Bowser joins your teams. Like it's, But it's also, it's Mario. It's all cartoony. Is there a canon to Mario? No. A timeline? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then on the other side, you have Ganon. And there is a timeline for the Zelda games, and it's bananas. Bonkers. I can't, bro. It is bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, there's parts where it splits, and then sometimes those splits, they might split, and things, and, and it's all over the place. You know, games that came out, it's not in chronological order by release. They just kind of like. Threw them all against the wall and figured it all out. There was that one weird Zelda game that came out for like that one weird con- like a Philips console, the Philips CDI. <laughs> I don't. Th- they didn't include those on the timeline. <laughs> on the official timeline, there was no like. What were that? What was that shit called? I can't remember what the game was called. I just remember. the Wand of Gamillion was one of them. There's two, I think, two or three Zelda games on the Philips CDI. They're wild. If you guys aren't familiar, just go to YouTube and type in Zelda. Philips CDI and about a million people have been like, <laughs> did you know <laughs> that Nintendo allowed Philips to release Zelda games on the little known console <laughs> in like a 30 minute video with all like footage in it and shit. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Those games sucked, by the way. Apparently. <laughs> from what I understand. I've never laid eyes on a CDI. Like you yeah, could I- come and slap a... CDI on the table, and I'd be like, the fuck is this, Steve? Is that a Betamax? What is Is that? that? Is that a Laserdisc player? (laughs) I thought they would be bigger. So, Um, yeah, Ganon, you know, was cool. In fact, the first time I saw him was because a kid in my class drew him. A kid who could actually draw really well. And and he was like, oh, I got to Ganon. He's awesome looking drew him. And I was like, that's what he looks like. Oh, (sighs) shit. Yeah, man. Ganon and, and Ganon's interesting because I, most Zelda games, he's the villain. I'm, yes. I, there are some where he's not, but that's generally what the conflict comes down to, mm-hmm, for sure. <laughs> now, there's overarching villains like that. I don't tend to like think about eras that are just they kind of transcend it. Uh-huh. Sephiroth is one of those guys. I think you know we could talk about him for a little while. He's so mysterious but yet so awesome i mean if you're into anime like i was that dude is just like one of the sickest designs now i'm i'm gonna throw out a theory to you and i don't i'm not a sociologist i haven't studied people or the history of pop culture but i feel like the rise of final fantasy games and the rise of people I at least knew that were getting into anime around the same time seemed to cross over a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like Final Fantasy VII led people to anime. And 
anime probably led people to Final Fantasy Seven. I could see in that. a weird yeah. way. You know what I mean? And how like people I would never had played a JRPG at school were being like, I'm playing Final Fantasy Seven. You know what I mean? It was this huge thing where it like blew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like the Super Nintendo ones were popular, mm-hmm. but seven is when it really oh, yeah. blew up. Went to the next level. And just, okay, how many different pronunciations of Sephir- Sephiroth did you hear as a kid? I mean, nobody because well, there's no voice acting, you know what I mean? True. When it, when that came out, I was in college, and I pretty much, we all just said Sephiroth. I love that name, too, by the way. It's so the, fucking cool, There's man. been some really good villains throughout the Final Fantasy series. You know, Kafka always comes we to can, mind. Well, hold up. Let's not, we don't want to pass over him. We will talk okay, about we'll talk Kafka. about. We, we will talk about yeah. him. Cool, cool. Yeah, he's definitely up there. But Sephiroth was like a different kind of like quiet menace. You know? Well, and the central mystery mm-hmm. in Seven and how, like, for the first few uh, couple hours while you're in Midgard, like, you know, they changed it for the remake and he, <laughs> he shows up way sooner. Right. But, like, in the game, he barely shows up during the Midgard. You hear people talking about him. And then I think what really, as a kid, sold it for me, because I was in high school at the time. What sold it for me was the flashback sequence mm-hmm. where he's in your party and you it shows you in a very like clear way because Final Fantasy is about all the numbers that hit you know, like Final Fantasy, you choose your action, your character attacks, and you either get happy or sad depending on the amount of numbers <laughs> you that see pop it, up. Yeah, number pops up. <laughs> and by this time, you know, you're doing maybe like low hundreds numbers with a really powerful attack. And then in the flashback part Sephiroth is dropping in the thousands. It shows you how much damage he's doing, so it really drives home that. And then the fucking burning of the town and, like, all that shit. That fucking low-quality FMV or whatever, (laughs) the cutscene of him in the fire, Mm -hmm. that's all you need. That is iconic. Yeah, the cutscenes, especially in in that early version of 7. The the remake, they're fantastic as well. Oh, yeah. And the dude had, like, such a sick theme like as oh well so when you get to the final battle and that one and one winged angel is playing yeah one winged oh. angel is a god tier uh game soundtrack song yeah yeah man and it is and he's got like the diff- three different forms so like i love a good <laughs> boss with Phased different phases boss, yeah know, yeah you hit that third form and you're all sweaty <laughs> and you're like, oh, if I fuck this up, I got to do that because the battle is taking 45 minutes because you're popping summons on his ass and you got to watch the whole animation and it takes forever. <laughs> Just hoping you're cracking away at his damage. Oh. So, yeah, I think he is one of, if not my favorites. Yeah, he's up there. It's a combination of like his story's cool. He's got a badass theme song, and the design is yeah, really cool. The design's great. He looks like a complete badass. His, his weapon's awesome. Um, his weapon is awesome, and it. it I think. Um, I think he is as important to the popularity and the long-standing reverence for Final Fantasy VII as the rest of the incredibly iconic cast from Final Fantasy VII. Couldn't agree more. But I, mean, I think he's a critical part. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's 50-50 him and Cloud <coughs> at the oh, top, really, yeah. honestly, even though you play as Cloud for the game. Um, Kafka from Six, mm-hmm. a big one. For a, a 16-bit villain. Effective. <laughs> yeah. That damn Kafka laugh. Yeah, that, that laugh... Um, you know, I can still hear it, and it's when it comes out at the very end of the game when you think you've mm-hmm. won, and then you hear, and then uh, they have like the, uh oh, when are you gonna do the laugh? I don't need thirty seconds leading into the laugh <laughs> YouTube video. <laughs> I should have prepared this better. Sure, it's okay. I love this song. I do too. It's very Final Fantasy. Makes you want to play six, doesn't it? There, there it is. goes the Kafka laugh. 
hearing that shit through city shitty CRT TV speakers late at night. Uh-huh. And he's like a clown and shit. Like, I, I think he's awesome. I also think the villains of Final Fantasy fourteen really good. Mm-hmm. Complexly good. Um, honestly, I think most... I think most of the Final Fantasy games have decent villains. Pretty solid. They try to go the extra mile usually with their villains. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, 13, not really. The mm-hmm. fact that one's not really coming to mind. Um, I definitely feel like Sephiroth was their peak as far as villains go. The Final Fantasies. Yeah, I'd say that's... Mm, I don't know. Some Some people... Mm, might say 14 mm. What's I would politely disagree with them but the I feel uh, justifiably so the story for Final Fantasy 14 is pretty widely revered oh no it, it's definitely a great story yeah there's lots of stuff in there but you know it's just hard for for me to match the iconography of Sephiroth walking out of that fire yeah and then when it comes to other RPGs right I think Part of the reason you end up getting so engrossed in what's going on with whatever the villain is, is that you're, uh, it's such a long process to get to that point, right? Even Final Fantasy VII, if you're not doing like everything to get to Sephiroth, to get to the end of the game, is probably still 20 plus hours, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just this long time you're spending building up to get... Because you there's comes a point when you're like, oh, okay, homie's the last boss of this game. Right. And then there's all kinds of bosses in between and twists and turns and stuff. So when you finally get there, it feels really momentous. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why when I think of villains that stick out to me, a lot of times it is RPG villains. Like Sephiroth, like Ke- Kefka. Um I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I was going to bring up an Elder Scrolls because I like those games. Can't remember them, Steve. Yeah, the villains. Yeah. I just So much of my Elder Scrolls time is spent doing anything but the main storyline <laughs> right, yeah. that I don't really remember them that well. Yeah. Um, like Same thing with something like The Witcher. Like the, the I would say that the um, villain in the first DLC, Hearts of Stone, was really good. Yeah. Um. The witches, but I don't know if you would consider them villains. You know, the ones just, that you meet out in the swamp. Yeah, yeah. I just felt see like that's another des- thing where it seems like <laughs> the Witcher is so con- concerned with, like, at the the core of it, you're a fucking medieval guy. He's hot. He hunts monsters. He has sex with ladies. But then there's all this political intrigue. But the and then they're like this. What is it? The big supernet? The wild. Oh, the, the wild, wild hunt, hunt mm-hmm. is this looming supernatural force that's like encroaching on in the land, and that's one of those things where it's almost a big force. The wild hunt itself, right, is more of the the threat than any centralized villain mm-hmm. necessarily, or at least that's how it feels. Yeah, and, um, and the wild hunt was cool, but uh, you know, maybe it's because I was overpowered when I got to him, but I just slapped them around so. <laughs> Yeah, see, this is the thing. Problem with some RPGs. When you're one of them side quest boys, (laughs) I'm a side quest quest boy. (laughs) This is what I am. I know you are too. Mm -hmm. When you're someone who does a lot of the side quests, does as much side quest stuff as possible before they make you do story where they're like, there's nothing else for you to do. (laughs) Do a goddamn story mission, please. I'm doing Yakuza 2 right now. (laughs) It's the same shit. Like This one, I figured out how to get the side quest early and I'm... I'm leveling up way, way more yeah. powerful. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's um, that's one thing that's a, sort of a byproduct is getting to this big final boss and you're like, that was easy. But with that said, even if Sephiroth is easy, by the time I get to him, it, that still doesn't matter to me. He's still mm-hmm. an awesome villain. Oh, yeah, for know? sure. But yeah, um, and then thinking about other things like Diablo from mm-hmm. the Diablo mm-hmm. games, like, I don't know, like, he's just the big guy you go to beat at the end. Right, yeah. You know, I know the Diablo story gets, like, more complex as they go on, but for me personally, I've never been, like, a guy that's like, let me tell you Diablo lore. It's more about hanging out by myself or with some friends, killing a bunch of shit, 
and getting and loot getting loot that's right? what that game is all about that's what mm-hmm. it's all about for sure um but trying to think of other rpgs um a little tougher so like, so there's a shooter RPG that was on PC back in the day called System Shock. Shodan. Shodan, who was Ooh. the name of the villain in that game. And I remember her being quite terrifying. System Shock 2 was really good. Bioshock basically took the story from System Shock right. 2. And well, that's another one. Like Andrew Ryan mm-hmm. from Bioshock. Mm-hmm. He's, he's good really as well. Really interesting villain. Mm-hmm. Like what a crazy fucking game for that. Gen- like... I I always get the impression that maybe the Bioshock games weren't the best sellers. Like, they sold okay, but they weren't, like, gangbuster sellers. Right, I guess. I felt like they did okay. Um, yeah. The first um, one is definitely my favorite. I like the first one, and I like Infinite. Infinite. Not the biggest fan of 2. I never played much of 2, and I played all the way through Infinite, and I've it was okay. That one gets the okay for me. I was disappointed that the big final moment in Infinite was just sort of like a horde mode wave. You remember that? Like, mm-hmm. there's not necessarily a boss. It's just a bunch of dudes coming at you in this one moment. That's right. Um, but yeah, the Shodan was like a rogue AI, mm-hmm. right? It's what our buddy Nick uses for his <laughs> Steam profile picture. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's good. Shout out Nick when you listen to this in 2030. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh excellent really well done Mm -hmm. yeah that was a good terrifying one she would show up every now and again and just reduce you to powerlessness so she just controlled the ship around you or yeah that game was really good system shock too i i keep hearing rumors that there's gonna be like a reboot of a third one or something something. but yeah we'll see i would definitely check it out from back for 100 check that Mm -hmm. shit out um I think, you know, games like that and Bioshock and I would say even maybe some of the Far Cry games mm. have been the best sort of shooter villains. Like I'm trying to There's think one in particular for Far Cry and that's Voss, right? Voss like, from three. Mm-hmm. I think the crazy preacher guy from five is pretty effective. It's a He's little okay. It's hand fisted mm-hmm. as hell, but Far Cry, it's also Far Cry. Right. You know what I mean? But I felt like. Voss was the performance that that guy gave who um if anybody out there has watched Better Call Saul he's on there as Nacho and he's a really good actor and he just brings like some something real to that and performance menace. yeah There's like some real menace whereas like they tried to they tried it with the next guy in 4 who wasn't bad but just like kind of like more affected to like, me it almost went four almost went more cartoony mm-hmm. with the character you right. know what i mean and then five was kind of like a mix of both like right. pretty cartoony but at the same time kind of menacing and i never played new dawn and i haven't played six yet yeah i haven't either so i can't i mean it's Giancarlo esposito yeah. so we should I, get jonesy's thoughts from the geek dudes i think his, that's the first game he got for his, his playstation, PlayStation 5, 5 yeah. yeah congrats I, on that by that's the way, a game i'm gonna get on sale let me tell you those games <laughs> you, if you want to play an assassin's creed if you want to play a far cry if you want to play any games that that they the put division. out yeah the division wait a couple months unless you are such a big fan of that franchise where you're like i have to play yeah, it on release day. Yeah. peace and love i totally get it <laughs> that ain't me anymore those things go on sale so quickly yeah i remember buying like the big fuck off edition not the physical one but the digital one for far cry 5 because i was so excited me too i was like you get to have a bear companion <laughs> you know what i mean so excited right and then by Black Friday or the holidays or whatever, they were like, the big fuck off edition is $37. Yeah, and the DLCs sucked for that big fuck off edition too. I remember being excited about them when they announced it, but they just kind of half-assed it. I will give them props. Uh, Blood Dragon. Yeah, Blood Dragon's great. That no is a kick-ass yeah. <laughs> fucking <Blood> idea. <laughs> yeah, Man, well done. Like That's one time where you're like, oh, all right. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah, that um, was a good one. But yeah, shooters a lot of times don't, for some reason, don't necessarily strike me. Like what? What's the villain in Half Life? Or Half Life so Two? That one Would is. Would you say the guy, like the what's his name, the, the dude in the suit? Yeah, he's the man he, in black. He is actually a decent. 
but I don't feel like he's he may be a villain, but they kind of left it vague. Yeah. When I think of something like that, I think of Portal and Glados. Glados, Glados. Yeah. yeah. Cuz I feel like that was a really good villain. Yes. Like really, really good. What's how's the cuz I haven't finished it. How's the villain in Near Automata? Um so, and first off, let me ask you, is the villain the concept of depression itself? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, because you're going to go through it with yeah. that story. But like the uh, I, I wouldn't even say that there's like a villain. OK, right. Like there's several villains in there. But, you know, it's also something I don't want to I don't want to spoil. Right, but, right, right. Um. <laughs> While we're on the subject of spoiling, there won't be many I bring up from From Games. Because well, with okay. Dark Souls, there's not really, like, villains. That's what I was going to... I wanted to devote a specific amount of time when we were talking about RPGs. Mm-hmm. The From Games. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you know, have only played through Demon Souls. Right. And there are bosses I remember from Demon Souls. Very memorable. Mm-hmm. There's moments and levels I remember. I remember it all, but, like, things that will stick out to me. I don't like i know there's a guy or a thing a fight at the end right but <laughs> yeah yeah no there's not villains per se in any of the souls games right because right. the way the story is told there's like you know it's very hands-off you right. discover the story by the item descriptions and things like that there's not like a guy who's gonna come out and be like unchosen undead you're going to die you know what i mean like I, nobody really comes out okay and did you see what just happened to yeah, me? Yeah, you did. You flinched. I think I just had a... One of two things just happened, okay? I either just had a paranormal experience <laughs> where I, something freaked me out, I felt a presence, or you're creepy. Ooh, yeah, I was guys, rubbing my hands together. Something about it gave me a mad <laughs> chill, bro. It's probably number two, but I'm leaving the door open for number one. Nice, nice. With that said, like, From has some room for some pretty memorable villains. And um, Bloodborne, I won't say anything about it. Evan knows what I'm talking about. He DM'd me uh, several times about how to beat this dude. (laughs) So he knows, Evan knows, he's not in his head right now, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody else, but he's very memorable. And um, Sekiro, the Sword Saint, I'll say that much. If anybody else has played Sekiro and has fought the Sword Saint. So yeah, they're bosses, right? And Sekiro seems to have, from what I've played, I haven't played a lot, a more, to me, that one, that's one story is a little more uh, obvious and yes. less mm-hmm. obtuse than mm-hmm. some it's of the Souls games or Bloodborne. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting in that way. I wonder what the mix is going to be for Elden Ring. Are we looking at a little more sketched out story or is it going to be obtuse on a large open world scale well so we know george rr R. martin did some of the writing okay which is just based like i want to say he laid like a framework yeah, of right. like mythology basically, right and that's it gave uh, him an outline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with a little did, like, sketch of a train down in the corner he did like some shit with a world tree yeah i want to say like he must have just got done watching the evangelion rebuilds or what <laughs> whatnot but, uh, you know, there's still going to be a Souls element to that game where the, the you know, I feel like there's going to be, it's going to be told in item descriptions and probably some NPC interactions, dialogue, interactions and, stuff. and stuff. Yeah. But man, so tangent, I, you know, bought the, speaking of big fuck off editions, I bought the $200 Elden Ring uh, <laughs> <laughs> super edition. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, look, I'm not one to try to like, I, look, I get it, but I saw it. Mm-hmm. I saw someone tweet about it, and they're like, hey, pre-orders just opened up for the Elden Ring Special Edition if you're interested. And I was like, oh, I wonder what it is. I went and clicked it and saw the price, and I was like, eh, it's not for me. <laughs> but because you texted I've, your boy. Because I've got a lot of collectibles, Steve. Right. It is at the moment where, like, would I love to get it? Absolutely. i got to theme my shit a little more, man. There's too much Star Wars sh- shit around. You know what I mean? Like... I got to be a little more careful. So I saw it and then I started looking through it and I was like, oh, it's cool. It's got like a statue, mm-hmm. like a big an art, art book. book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steel case. Mm-hmm. It's your, your pretty standard big fuck off edition. So I texted my buddy Steve. I was like, hey, man, you might want to get on this if you're interested. Because indications already where people were like, this is probably going to sell out quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the 
credit card was out of the wallet immediately. <laughs> and I must have messed it up because uh, it was like, all right, you're good to go. You'll you'll receive this two to four days after release. And I was like, oh, what? So to, uh, you know, I bought it through GameStop and I emailed and, well, them. Well, you texted me first. Right. And I was like, oh, and, man. And I was like, hey, well, did you pick? Because I've ordered stuff off of GameStop that I really wanted physically. Right. A game. I can't remember. It was some sort of special edition mm-hmm. or something. And I know they do day of deliveries. Yeah. You know? So, so I mean, I texted you to complain about it real quick, but then I, I went back and I was like, surely I can just ask somebody. And so I just mm-hmm. emailed their customer service, had my order number and all that ready to go, and was written back within like five minutes, a real nice lady who said, yeah, you're good to go and no charge. So I, I'm here to tell you, if there is a company out there that <laughs> needs to nail it on a customer service level and have people be like, I had a really good experience with GameStop, it's GameStop. No doubt. Because they are as... Amy Lee once said, going under. <laughs> They're just going to be a Funko Pop store soon, I think. I love it. <laughs> I got an order from GameStop coming in in the next couple of days, and it is a Funko Pop. Nice. I bought my wife a couple Mad Men Funko Pops for her birthday. Nice. Those They, they got everything. They, everything. Everything. They even did Lost Pops for a little while. Your neighbor's they, mother, Donna, she's got a fucking Funko yeah. Pop. Your mailman. You know, Carl, the mailman. It's it's a limited edition exclusive that you can only get at Target. <laughs> Your mailman. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's uh, that's pretty much it for the Soulsy games. Yeah, like but... I, w- I was wondering if the other games were kind of like mm-hmm. Demon Souls in that regard. Yeah, I would definitely say that Bloodborne and Sekiro definitely have some pretty memorable villains. Yeah, I could, I could see that mm-hmm. being the case for sure. Um so then, like, I was trying to think about fighting game villains. Okay. And it's weird. We we don't want to touch on one of the games too much because it's our next episode. <laughs> but I'd say effective to a pretty effect, like Goro. Goro's good. I like Shao Kahn, personally. I felt like, like he, he was a I good one. I think the big three. Like, I consider the big three Mortal Kombat, and they can throw a... Katara or a Montero, yeah. whatever that guy was the OG. called. Yeah, yeah, Kintara was the second one, but Goro, OG. The three, the big three villains for me in Mortal Kombat are Shao Kahn, Goro, Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung, yeah. Mm-hmm. And couldn't tell you shit about them. I've seen the movies. I used to read the comics. I know there's like a, 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 a another universe, yeah. the outer world or whatever. And they're trying to invade our universe, and I don't know, Goro's there for yeah. some reason. I know the it's... most recent one, Chronica, wasn't thought of, I think, very highly. I don't think many... I hated fighting her, too, because you can't do normal stuff on her. Like, you can combo her. She never left her feet, you know? Well, that's the other thing, that. is when you... Back in the day when you were a kid, and if you rented or bought, like, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, I don't know about you, but most of my time, if I had a fighting game, was sent... Spent single player. Mm-hmm. Every now and then a friend would come over and we'd play two player Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. But as a kid, I would just play through the arcade mode and try to get to the end and fight Bison or Goro and Shang Sun. And then when you get to one and the difficulty curve Spikes. switches to mm-hmm. 11 on that <laughs> final boss and he's all cheap and shit. Yeah. Oh my God, can it be frustrating? Yeah. That's the real memories I have. Yeah, you have to cheese the bosses, really. Right. right? Like, you, you have to just hit them with a jump kick, back mm-hmm. up, hit them with a jump kick, back up. Yeah, I, I hate having to cheese bosses, but, like, they can be so cheap that sometimes there's just no no way around it. No. You're getting cheesed. No. I'll give Mortal Kombat this. In the last three games they've done, they've done a really good job of, like, coming up with a fucking story for that game and presenting mm-hmm. it really well. Totally, yeah. I would also say the same thing for the Injustice games because we played, one night we played Dragon Ball and then the next night we played Injustice 2. I started playing through the story mode on Injustice mm-hmm. and it's pretty fucking cool. Um, I bet. I bet so. that's that. That's probably honestly the best part of Injustice. Is I remember really liking it in the first one. Yeah. It was the, the so, single player. They've really sort of cracked the code on I think giving us sort of a neat, compelling story mode right. in a fighter. Street Fighter tried to do it with five, and it is terrible, real bad, it's man. It's really bad. It is very, very bad. And 
I wanted it to be good. Right. So much. Same. I prefer Street Fighter to Mortal Kombat. Not that I hate Mortal Kombat, but like if I'm Street Fighter is like my favorite fighting game. So right. And like that has because otherwise, be honest with me. Did you give a fuck about the story of Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat as a kid? I wanted to beat the game with the guy to see that their little little, two screen. It was like one shot of a picture and then a shot of another one, and that was all you got. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I wanted to win. I wanted to beat. But the that game was it. But like, yeah, you know, these are the bad guys. But it wasn't like your relationship to right. other villains in a mm-hmm. video game in any way. So, just something I thought was kind of interesting. I'll tell you, uh, who's your favorite beat 'em up villain of all time in a beat 'em up game? Beat 'em up, not not a fighter. No, beat 'em up game. Hard to think of, right? Yeah, because Yakuza, they have some... I feel like it's harder for me to relate to the villains, you know, there because they're Japanese or whatever. And, like, it's not... I'm listening to it in Japanese. There's some pretty good performances there. But I can't really say, like... They get the vibe across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll also tell you this. I love the Yakuza games, but the actual main storyline because of how I play Yakuza where I go and do all the side stuff and I'll leave the main story alone for like a month yeah. because of how long it takes me to play through them here and there on the weekends. By the time I finish the story, I leave it kind of confused. Mm-hmm. You know, like the guy who was the baby daddy in Yakuza Kiwami. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Who turns out to be one of, if not the main villain at the end. Well done. And the story is compelling, but it's not, it doesn't, it's hard for me to follow because of how I play it, and they're so long, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it... but I mean, like classic beat 'em ups. Like, right. it's hard to think of like your streets of rage villains. Like, there's bosses. Once again, I don't, what's the story of streets of rage? Something bad's happening. <laughs> yeah, we gotta got to go kidnapped. do some kidnap. We got to go do some kickboxing. Yeah, um, you know, you could say Shredder, but that's like already a. a perfect a though property but perfect though shredder because the... you go into that with it being a licensed video game you go in with the fucking story mm-hmm. and and all the context in your head shredder's the perfect one my favorite is a bobo from street fighter who a bobo oh a bobo a bobo <laughs> i just i love that motherfucker's name and how he looks i love a bobo i don't need to know a bobo story but i love me some a bobo <laughs> which one was he in was that I think three? he's in him one and two. He's definitely Street Fighter, uh, d- Double Dragon. Oh, Double Dragon. That's right. You Did were I saying say Street, Street Fighter. Fighter? Yeah, oh. I was like, oh, Street Fighter. That's, but no, no, I know who you're talking do you about. Re, do you want to re, re-record that? <laughs> Should we go back? You know who my? You want to know who my favorite is? A Bobo. Oh, from Double Dragon. From. Do- <laughs> Yeah, that guy. You know, he's bald. He's buff. I do know. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that dude was like a... He was like... You fought him a lot, though, right? That's like a he, Bobo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He would come out every now and then. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love Bo- a Bobo. That's right. This one time, I woke up, and Jesse goes, what is a Bobo? <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, you are talking about a Bobo in your sleep. <laughs> I love a Bobo. Oh man, but that's a good point. Yeah, not a lot of good beat 'em up bosses. Yeah, bosses. Whatever. Yeah, um, it's none that come to mind. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, there's games. definitely some some really good villains and some really good villainous moments. Mm-hmm. Like when the dude starts fucking with you in Metal Gear Solid and like reading your, um, your memory, memory card, card and yeah. shit. You gotta fucking unplug your controller uh-huh. to the second. That was wild. Psycho some wild shit. Yeah. Psycho Mantis was That's awesome. from the mind of Hideo Kojima right there. <laughs> was it Vulture Raven? The big guy with the machine gun and then oh man, there's some Psycho Mantis. Psycho Mantis was the guy, yeah. That first game for sure, Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had some really good villains. Uh Maybe I'm wrong, but I remember Metal Gear Solid at least being fo- like easy enough to follow the story. It's still it's still sort of crazy yeah. but once you get to two oh my god that is where like i start being like what wait i played through that not too long ago. Not, i remember when you were playing through that and you played some of snake eater, a little bit right? of snake eater which i might wait on now because they're supposedly redoing a, a, 
I want to go back to the Phantom Pain for some reason. I yeah. don't have time. I've always kind of felt a tug to that one. That was mm-hmm. one that I maybe got 25% of the way through and, and just left it, never came back to it. Um, but yeah, I feel like, at least to me, the most iconic of the villains, and this is probably one of those things, just because it's the one I played the most, is are the villains from Metal Gear Solid. Right. Shout out to um, Albert Wesker as well, <laughs> while in the same kind of vein game survival horror games i was also going to bring up albert wesker is good the nemesis is good mr x is good uh the resident evil games once again pretty solid with the villain pretty solid and pretty easy to follow once again that's a series that got real weird and hard to follow after a certain point for me did you you ever play eight no well let me say that lady dimitrescu is definitely up there on the good villain list uh I would say the hillbillies from seven are pretty memorable up there too. Most of those games do a pretty good job of, yeah. uh, of having good villains. I'm happy that the old games are being brought forward. I don't know yeah. how other people feel about it, but I like that um, two and three both got redone. Yeah. I, I it, really wouldn't mind seeing four and five get reworked. Do the first one too. Agreed. Yeah. I'll tell you this as a kid, I never owned a Resident Evil, I'd always rent them. Mm. And I loved them, but going back and playing one of those now, not fun. Not to <laughs> me. Those tank controls, yeah. there have been so many improvements in 3D game controls that it is tough. Yeah, and I'm not a super big fan of fixed environments either anymore. Like, I just kind of got used to being able to control the camera with the right, right. stick. It depends on how it's done. Yeah, I mean, I can me. I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's not like the end of the world. It's not a not a deal breaker per se, but it's right. definitely something that I'm not used to anymore. Um, can I make a confession to you? I I uh, think the last weekend we recorded after you left, I had to record two Patreon shows uh, for Blue Harvest, right? And then after that, I was like, I'm kind of in a spooky mood. I want to play a scary game. And I installed um, Alien Isolation. Mm. This go- and so this goes back to going into something with like a licensed video game that has all the context of the villain that you're going up against or whatever baked in already. <clears throat> so I downloaded it and I started it and I stopped playing the minute I saw the Xenomorph <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> I was too jumpy. I could see it, man. Like, and, that game's creepy. You know, I uh, really liked the concept of the first Outlast game. And I was like, I'm going to get this. This is fun. I beat that game. Good for you. It literally made me too ang- <laughs> I got too anxious playing it where I just stopped. Right. Um, and the same thing. Like, I don't know how I adapt. I think it was... Uh, um, exposure therapy with dead by daylight because you remember how jumpy you, you, you really I were used, yeah and i still am a little bit like i bet if we played dead by daylight it would get me like it's been a, it's been a, a minute yeah so maybe so <laughs> but something about those specifically a first person survival horror game I, I think it's because i don't have you guys on the headset with me cracking up and distracting me <laughs> And I'll be getting too focused in, and it makes me anxious, my dude. I can't imagine playing something like that in VR. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Oof. that would be pretty scary. There Resident was Evil part- 4 VR just came out, from what I understand. Such a, I think that's a neat concept. Mm-hmm. They're bringing out a Grand Theft Auto San Andreas version on uh, nice uh, VR. Speaking of Grand Theft Auto, um, we've got a few minutes to kill before we end the episode, but... Rockstar games and villains. Well, since I haven't played all the way through Red Dead's the Red Dead's, I don't want to speak on those. Um, I'll say Red Dead Two. I think does a really good job with mm-hmm. its villains, and there's like, I guess you could say two people that are like the alt, like the endpoint villain of that story. But you know, it's very twisty and turny and mm-hmm. stuff. And I hate both of them with a passion. Well done. If you can make me hate the villain, where I'm like kill this motherfucker <laughs> god i hate this character nice i think you've done a good job i bet eric struthers is sitting there playing that right now as we speak probably is he hit me up the other day reminded me that he wants me to record with him and i want to 
Eric, but uh, I don't actually have a computer myself, so I'm kind of at the mercy of Hawes, and maybe I'm going to have to change that in the future, but... Uh, we'll uh, we'll get, get you we'll get set up. up. Yeah, we'll get it set up. Yeah, we'll figure it out. That's easy enough to figure out. He's actually probably like sitting around practicing some Trans-Siberian Orchestra because it's that time of the year. Time of the year. <laughs> um, but who are the villains in Grand Theft Auto Five? Uh, you know yeah, what I mean. The thing. It's one it, of thing. That's yeah. one of those things. Um, I can't even. It's been a while, but I can't really remember the villains in the first Red Dead Redemption that much. The government, maybe. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. There's usually lots of things they throw at you in those games. Not there typically are typically like one. I would say villain. the Red Dead Twos really stick out to me, so that's why it sort of popped in my head. Are there <sighs> any other open world ones like Ghost of Tsushima? That one. Oh the man, Kuka I don't, Yeah, dude. They Ghost of Tsushima is a good one because I think there's this perfect way to introduce a villain is you start off the game. And you make your character feel pretty badass. Then they meet the big bad of the game very early on, and you get doo doo stomped. He beats your ass and humiliates you. And it shows you, like, oh, you thought you were tough? You better go do some open world activities, sir. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Better go chase some foxes. Yeah, it's time to level up. And I think so. That's exactly what Ghost of Tsushima does. Mm -hmm. You start off, you have your confrontation with the Khan, he beats your ass. And then it's building up to the rematch. I think that's the good shit right there. Yeah. I think The Last of Us, the first one had um, some good creepy villains, especially one of the ones towards the end, like the Campbell dudes. Very good. The second one, I feel like, played with your perception of villains more than anything yeah fucks with which i liked about about that but i wouldn't say there's like a villain right i mean there are there are definitely villains but isaac i guess would be like one of the big villains and he doesn't necessarily like stand out to a lot of other villains to me here's a question who's the villain in destiny um there's several uh like there's definitely been some villains in destiny like crota who's crota he's like um like a big devil looking dude uh-huh what's his deal what's his story <laughs> man i used to know all that I, oh did you really yeah i used did to, you get yeah. way into the lore of destiny <laughs> yeah i mean we, we played crota's lair a lot i bet um berkeley could tell you all about it oh i bet you he knows but they they did a decent ish job of introducing um because i remember playing that first line. destiny and being like where's the story right yeah it was pretty scattershot right at, at first I think they kind of got got it together about halfway through. Maybe I think with the Taken King expansion, mm-hmm. I think that was really kind of where they started to hit their stride. I want to, because I can't end a podcast without shouting this out, talking about villains. Uh, Darth Malak. <laughs> nice. And the villain of Knights of the Old Republic 2. I think they're both pretty good villains. Um, 2 especially. It's a really interesting take on the Force and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and pretty iconic. I think you obviously you would have to say Darth Revan is probably the most iconic thing from KOTOR, but mm-hmm. because the way that story plays out and everything, I don't know that you can be like, oh, Darth Revan's one of my favorite villains. Mm-hmm. But you know, in and and saying, I guess, like a good villain can really make a game kind of a lot better. When I think about what some of my favorite video games are, I think they all have. One or two, like, one, an important component is a really good villain. Right. Right? And then sometimes, like, like with Dead by Daylight, the villains are all awesome. They're different. all awesome, but right. it's a little different because there's so many licensed ones and stuff. That's a game that's more about experiencing it with friends. I love the Halo story, mm-hmm. sort of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Peace and love, sacred icon. We love you guys. No, but, you come know, three, on. Even, come even on. they say the 343 stuff is mm, a little... Come odd. on. I do love the I love the Halo story and I love playing a Halo campaign. Yeah. But really Halo's more about playing with my friends, the multiplayer element for me. Same. Yeah. So I do like the story in Halo too, but it or not too per se, but like the third one had a, a pretty good story, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I think I so say. too. I Reach has a amazing oh, story. Really, yeah, I think. that one is their You know, that's not that ODST was they good. don't have good stories, right. but the, <laughs> boy does it get confusing. I'm like, what? <laughs> who are these orange guys again <laughs> what's a didact isn't that what they say yeah the didacts didact. didact. what <laughs> anyways um so hey what you guys should do 
you guys should email us at highpotionpod at gmail.com and let us know who some of your favorite video game villains are and why they're your favorites. That's right. And I think in a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a feedback episode. So yeah. get to, you know, if you have any questions, get them. Yeah. Get them and highpotionpod at gmail.com. If you want to take a shot at the Don <laughs> with your voicemail, then you need to make sure to remind him because he's an idiot and he forgets. I fucked up! No, it's okay. You have, you're, you, to be fair, you're in charge of a lot of podcast pies. There's a lot of moving pieces. <laughs> Uh, and also, you should uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Please. Come on, guys. We're two away from 40 as of recording this right now. Give something away, man. He has some right. Uh, follow us on Twitter at High Potion Pod. Follow Steve at Stone Cobra. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. And we'll see you guys next week. We're talking about Street Fighter. Woo! Hey!